Hi, it's Watercolor with Wendy. I would like to talk about mindfulness today. Mindfulness and art and how they go together in my way of thinking. So most people have heard about mindfulness now, although it's sort of an ancient concept in the um, Eastern world and has more recently become relevant to our very fast-paced Western world. And there's probably lots of people that wish they could practice mindfulness or meditation, and it's very, very difficult often for the Western mind to grasp the principles and make time for it and keep their attention on the, on the um, exercise that it takes with practice over and over again until you get a better uh, control over your own mind, which is the point. And we have a world even more exacerbated by anxiety and fears and um, having to change our behavior to to accommodate the pandemic and all the relationship changes that are because. So we have a lot of depression and a lot of anxiety. So we need it even more. But lots of people just can't do it or won't do it or don't understand it or don't think it's worthwhile doing it. Uh, The studies have shown, now there's been many, many studies, that mindfulness can reduce our anxiety and bring our focus to our our life that is um, less distracted. And so that we can actually do our work better or focus on our relationships in a in a more meaningful way. So there's we don't have to prove that mindfulness is helpful. And you could compare this to physical exercise. You don't have to prove anymore that we know that exercise can make your body work better. But to get yourself to do exercise, well, yeah, that's a different story. And it usually doesn't catch on, let's call it, uh, until we get over a certain threshold of feeling better from the exercise. And then that becomes kind of addictive. And you, you don't, if you're used to walking or running every day, or swimming as I do, then you really miss it if you don't do it. You notice it out of your schedule, is it's, it's bothering you because you didn't have that way to start the day, but also it affects your mood for the rest of the day. And if you continue to leave exercise out, you start your body starts to deteriorate in some ways. So this could be compared to mindfulness, and mindfulness is a, a mental practice that can help focus your mind and the benefits are also a little ways into the practice because you can have to force yourself to get started. And then if you see the benefits, it's self-perpetuating. So why talk so much about this? Well, anybody that has listened to me or knows me from classes knows that I'm often talking about the way that we practice art from the fine arts point of view is far more beneficial than other ways of practicing art. And I see a great uh, correlation between mindfulness and uh, performing the things we do as a fine artist versus other forms of art, which would be making a product like you would do for a job, for an artistic job, those sorts of things, or making a product for your own purposes. But with the um, fine arts approach, it is a way for the Western mind, I think, to practice mindfulness in, a, in, an easier, in, a, in an easier way because you have something to focus on, which is 
using materials and using your, your artistic eye to create your reaction to the world with your materials. And I, the same thing seems to hold true with the comparison between physical exercises and trying to train your mind to uh, do meditation is that it takes a little while for it to catch on. So most of the people that take my class, and I've taught thousands of people, they don't keep up the practice of making art. And the reason is, I think, is they don't get over that threshold. Just like a lot of people who go, go on exercise plans and you just don't keep it up. Or I guess the real example is you join a gym and then you, you, know, you keep paying, but you don't actually go to the gym. It's because they, you don't get over that threshold. So I guess my job really is to get people over the threshold and I'm trying more and more ways to try to, to get people to get to that point. And I, I'm finding that over the years, they get to that point a little sooner as I improve my methods of trying to explain things. So here I am again, trying to explain the benefits and what, why I say, and people will understand, why, why do I say that fine arts practice spills over into your, the rest of your life in a way that just making things um, or for a product does not. And just making things as like a product, whether it's uh, to have a painting on the wall or to show your friends or, you know, just to have a thing or to get money for it, um, that can add anxiety to your life. So I, I'm talking from the perspective of having been a commercial artist part of my life and how that is not a way for me to, you know, in other words, when I'm done doing it, I don't feel, when I'm done a project, I don't feel energized and calm. And that's one way to tell. After a good meditation practice, you feel energized and you feel calm. After a good exercise program, same. And after a good painting session, if you don't feel ec uh, excited and about the world and calm from the experience, then you're probably not doing it from the right brain activity. If, if you feel exhausted and irritated, it's because you, your mind was not focused on the process. It was focused on either uh, the product itself and judgment about the product itself, or more commonly, your mind was not focused on what you were doing. And it was hard to to do, to keep bringing your mind back to, oh, do this, do that, how you use the paint. And you're thinking about what am I going to do after class? Or what am I going to, um, oh, this is wasting time. All kinds of thoughts that are going through your brain when you are not completely focused on the process of the art itself. And so you're exhausted when you're done. So a lot of people don't want to bring this art, kind of art practice into their lives because it doesn't really benefit them in any way. So how do you get from the uh, beginning stages of just like when you get up in the morning, the second day of your exercise program, oh, I'm going to get out there. It's going to be hard. Or with a mindfulness practice, with meditation, you really have to sit there and make yourself take that 20 minutes or 45 minutes because you feel like you're wasting time and you're fidgety and so on. Until you learn as in mindfulness practice, uh, meditation, to keep slowly bringing your mind back and you exercise that brain ability. Now, they can, this is something that is physically happening in a brain to create new pathways in your brain. And the same thing happens with exercise and with practice of fine art.
So when we practice, when I encourage people to practice fine art, then we have to constantly monitor thoughts and put them aside. And number one is self-criticism. Others have to do with uh, putting aside other uh, thoughts in your mind about what you did yesterday or in what kind of experience you had drawing in, in third grade or if people try to bring that in like oh I kind of kind of remember sketching in college maybe I should try that now and instead focus on what we're actually doing which in uh, fine arts training is learning to see it's really learning to see now there is a part of it just learning how the materials work but that in a way is the same function because you're you're learning to see how the materials work. But if you keep in an, another part of your brain active, then you're gonna try to make the materials do things that they can't do. But if you really look carefully at what's happening on the page and you don't have that anxiety about the product outcome, then you will learn pretty quickly how, oh, if you put this much paint here and so forth, and if you're complete, and it takes a full focus of mind to learn the materials, especially in watercolor, because you can't see water. And so you have to learn how to be aware how much paint is on my brush. Uh, did I put too much on that time? Instead, what happens in the beginning is, oh, I made, a, I just did something and I don't know what happened. I don't like what happened. Oh, it, it spilled too much or it's too dark. Or, and then you don't really understand the materials because you're kind of panicking that because you're worried about how it looks and how it's not looking like a mountain or whatever you're painting. So that anxiety is interfering. So instead, if we uh, learn to use the, the artistic fo- uh, function of using your eyes and your full awareness too all your senses are involved especially with watercolor there's a tactical thing that you become aware of how much water is where you can feel it i can feel how wet that paper is and with practice and you will know that and then you'll automatically be able to control the materials so um that's the hard part of learning to think as a fine artist rather than a product-oriented artist who's trying to make something for a reason, or a distracted artist who kind of doubts that whether this is really worth doing. Like, I'm not getting much benefit out of this, you know. I don't. Uh, the second day of exercise, I don't feel any better. In fact, I feel kind of worse. My my legs hurt, <laughs> and so it's hard to to move forward with that. So um, you need help, I think, with. Um, any of those practices to learn. Uh, you can get mindfulness training, or you can you can try to do it on your own if you follow the, the suggestions, which are very difficult to do because it's pretty hard to focus on your breath with your mind is wandering all the time. And it works if you, if you get at it and you follow these instructions, but it often helps to have somebody to help you in the beginning, like go to a, a yoga class or something like that. That'll help you. And that with a trainer, some people get a trainer or they go with a buddy for a walk and the, until they get over to the point where you don't need any help because it's self-generating. So that's, that's where the role of the helper or the teacher comes in. And I, I'm trying my best to explain things better as time goes on so that people understand the exact nature of how the mind is sabotaging you from going into process when making art. And it's often 
oh, this is not any good, or I'm wasting my time, or I'm trying to multitask while I do this and think about what's for dinner, and oh, or looking over at someone else's art, oh, this isn't as good, or um, when this when this is finished, I don't think it's going to look right, and it's not going to look like a Monet, and so I won't I won't be a real artist. All kinds of distracting thoughts, which disappear if you focus on what that moment is. Oh, what's happening with the paint? And then you look at your subject matter. Let's say it's it's a um, a tree. It's a nice common thing to think about. And instead of thinking about tree, uh, how a tree could look or should look, or how especially time gets in the way. Oh, I don't want to spend two hours on the tree. That's too much time. But the right brain doesn't have a sense of time, so it's it, it time disappears. It completely disappears when you're fully engaged in the moment of looking at the exact shade of green, working with your materials to make that exact shade of green by observing what the color that you're you're attempting to make and adjusting it, dark and light, more yellow, more blue, more red, and so on. And once you're doing that, you, there's no room in your brain for anything else. So how does this benefit your life the way exercise and meditation. I'm finding in my life, and I see it in others that persist, that it is it changes your way of thinking about the world. Now, it's a little scary when you get towards that point because you're worried that um, if you really get into your art practice and begin to make original art, you're going to have to give something up for that. And one of the things you have to give up is what other people think of you. Now, I find that very useful because I think it is better to move in life towards a time where you're not constantly being um, monitored in your mind by what other people will think of you. I think it's a good direction to go in. And there are many other benefits that I find. The restfulness of mind. So when I'm finished doing an art session, I kind of like, ah, I feel kind of relaxed and, and stimulated at the same time. And if you do uh, the other kind of art practice, then you, you will probably feel, oh, that was a stressful thing. I need a nap. And we joke about it in the early times of uh, art classes because I say, yeah, you guys are working hard. You can come take a nap. And they go, yeah, I can't believe how hard this is and how tired I am from just sitting here moving only my arm with the paint. And I'm trying to explain that it isn't the action itself. It's the stress that you're creating by not going into the moment. And, you know, eventually people, some people will get it. A lot of people give up. They said, and this is partly because art is not respected in the world. Why are you spending so much time on your art? You're not going to make any money from that. You know, that, that's, that's a solitary practice. You're not being very sociable. And until you get to the value part of making art, the, your best companions are going to be other artists who understand the value and your own opinion of how this is benefiting your life. This is actually benefiting your way of interacting with other people because you're more focused on relationships and what is happening in the moment instead of constant thoughts of what happened before and what's going to happen in the future. It's that mindfulness. So I do think that practicing a fine art is a way for Western minds to um, get mindfulness 
that I think it's a little easier than just sitting in, in pose and trying to uh, meditate. And I think yoga probably is a similar thing because you're actually moving your body and it helps you get into the mindful state. And I'm, I'm not a great runner or anything, but I know that some athletes also achieve this, this goal of being uh, exhilarated by their practice of exercise. And I don't think I'll ever really experience that, but I certainly do experience it with, with art making. And so I'm working every day, every, every moment I'm in a way thinking of how can I best help people to get past the threshold of the initial stages of attempting to make art and how it can benefit them in the future. So that, that's it for today. If you, if you want more, go to wendysonison.com or Patreon, Wendy Sonison, and see you soon again or hear you soon again. Bye-bye.